Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. I'm your host, Brian Bikey, and joining me as always, we have Ryan and Kenny. How's it going, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey. Back at it. It's back at it. I'm glad to be here. An- another day in paradise. There's something I want to hear, and I know uh, it'll it'll come down a little bit down the road, but I've been seeing some stuff you've been sharing on social media about uh, finishing some United products. Is Are we working on something new? Yeah, I'll let Ryan kind of talk a little about this one because he was kind of there that saw the genesis of what this was going to be. So I'll let him kind of tell the story. I'll do the cliff note version. So basically I showed up to Barstown Bourbon Company. I was eating lunch by myself and Susie, who we buy barrels from is like, Hey, what are you doing? We're going to have lunch. And I was like, well, I already ate. And she's like, well, we're going to try some stuff. Come over. And I'm like, okay, sure. So anyways, they had a company there trying to sh- show off products. It was a company called Interstave. And they have been in the wine industry and they specialize in oak, kind of oak staves, oak alternatives to like help wine age, give it oak characteristics. And so they have made this product with oak cubes where they basically make cubes like barrels out of different barrels. I'm sorry. And so I was very skeptical. I was like, this is malarkey, you know, and (laughs) Uh, Lee Tatum was actually given the presentation and he was the president of Kentucky Al worked with Brown Foreman years and helped start Cooper's craft with for double O couple other different brands. So King of uh, Kentucky King of Kentucky. Yeah. So I had to, my ears were perked. I'm like, how is someone this respected getting behind, you know, bourbon cubes <laughs> and <laughs> this gimmick. Yeah. This gimmick. So anyways, he was gracious enough and gave me three or four samples. And he was like, just try it. And so because I was there at Barstone Bourbon Company, I said, hey, can I have some samples of our distillate, you know, at three to four years old? And so he gave us the samples. I forgot about it for two to three weeks and uh, went to try it. And I was like, holy cow. So I called up Kenny. I was like, you got to try this. And he tried it. And he was like, holy cow. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we... We didn't go with that particular finish, but so we've been playing with about 10 different uh, samples and blends and trying to figure out the right combination. But I think we got one dialed in and it's really good. So we're excited to uh, hopefully make that uh, product line uh, here soon. See where the next step takes us. Early to determine on what that's going to be right now. Yeah, we're just, it's got to taste good, which it does. So now we figure out how to package it, how to make it a product. And get it to market. Scale it. Yeah. Well, they normally have the expression the proof is in the pudding, but this is one pudding flavor I have yet to try. So <laughs> soon I'm going to come over. I'm going to try this so I can taste for myself how these bourbon cubes are are going to. It's 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 no them. different than Maker's Mark, you know, putting finishing staves in their barrel. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's just they're doing a cube making a stave and turning into a cube. So you get kind of more, I don't know. I don't know the technology exactly, but all I can say is it works and it's really good. So yeah, I look forward to that. I think that'd be really cool. Next time I'm at Quills, I'll drop it off. In relation to talking about potential new products coming out, I think one thing that I've seen you mainly Kenny hit on, you know, on social media, whether it's been, you know, asking some questions out there or kind of kind of alluding to it in, in one avenue or another 
is talking about glass and or the glass shortage. You know, and this is something that I feel like several other folks just in, in whiskey at large have kind of talked about or maybe they've said, oh, you know, there's this glass shortage. And people are like, no, there's not. There's plenty of glass in America. Like glass isn't the reason why they're holdups. They're just trying to, they're holding product back to whatever. Anyway, I think what we're going to find out tonight is that there are some issues when it comes to procuring glass. Uh, and I just want to, un- I want to unwrap that a little bit too. You know, someone who's having to deal with it to, to give us a peek, right? At what that looks like to, to us who don't really know on a consumer side. So again, as I always do, let's just start it pretty open-ended. You know, what's the deal right now with glass as it pertains to the pursuit serious pursuit spirits line glass is a curse word in, this, <laughs> in our household no, right now <laughs> now I, I think this he said this, glass again give him the boot now this kind of i think we probably learned about this at least over a year ago and we heard about the looming glass shortage that was that was going to be and this all just goes back into covid and that's where it all started from you have the major glass factories are not located in america most of them are either in Europe, in India, uh, let's see, France, Italy, uh, Ukraine, which we'll come to find out here in a little bit. China. Here's, yeah, in China, there's glass factories everywhere. And so the fact is that COVID shut down and the, all the, the factories were shut down, yet commerce didn't stop. It's not like people stopped buying things off of Amazon. People were still going and buying liquor bottles. That whole supply chain continued to go, except at the very core of actually producing the bottles they needed to go in. So we took COVID into account. And I remember very specifically talking to Joe Beatrice at the end of, actually, I think it was in the very middle of, or maybe towards the end of 21, I think it's probably October timeframe or something like that. And I said to Joe, I said, Hey, uh, I'm talking to our, our glass supplier right now. And they're saying that you know, we should probably think about putting in the order now. And I said, you know, we don't need it for almost nine months going into this. Like, do you think we should do it? He goes, Kenny, if you haven't ordered it now, you need to. He goes, because I just ordered like three containers worth and I'm going to cross my fingers it gets here on time and going into the following year. So I said, all right, well, let's go ahead and I'll do that. So I reach out to our particular suppliers and within the span of, and should I say, I'm never quick to work on things like that. It's kind of like, it's a hearsay. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll kind of, I'll get little nuggets and try to figure out what's the best estimate It'll that I can do. It'll all work out. That's yeah, all well, Kenny tells me. It's always going to work out. But I mean, the other thing is like, it's, you know, as a startup brand, it's not like we have a ton of money to just go and throw at glass that we're going to need a year from now. Like we need the glass when we need it. We don't need to sit there and go spend uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40,000 on glass and just have it sit there. Like we just need it when we need it. And we've got other expenses that are coming up. We've got new fill barrels. We've got everything else that we have to worry about. So I, I kind of punted it for a little bit. Getting towards the the end of, I, I think I said probably around October is when I reached out to one of our suppliers and I said, hey, we're going to need about, I think 30, or I think it was at the time I said about maybe 16 pallets is what I said. We need about 16 pallets. And he goes, all right, let me look. Probably not even 24 hours later. He goes, you're not going to like this. He goes, there's nothing. 
I go, what do you mean there's nothing? He goes, there's nothing in the U.S. with the glass that you have. I said, okay, well, let me make a few more phone calls. So I ended up getting talking to a, another company that's based out of New York, who's one of the suppliers for this particular kind of glass. And I said, hey, uh, any chance you have these? I need, he goes, sure, how many pallets do you need? I go, I need 16. He goes, well, I'll put you on the list. We don't have any right now, but I believe we're going to have our containers worth coming in January. I said, perfect. And he go, I go, we can have 16 pallets out? He goes, absolutely. They're yours. Not a problem. I go, see, that wasn't so hard. Like everything's going to work out. We're going to have our container here. It'll be here in January, well before we actually need to bottle. So everything was kind of working in our favor at that point. And through this whole process, we've gone through the modeling and we know exactly where in a few years, how much glass we're going to need. And I went and talked directly to the manufacturer and I said, hey, how much glass can we order direct through you? What are the cost savings? So on and so forth. And they gave us a cost and it was uh, probably a good 30% cheaper than buying it through the secondary or middle middleman market. But you have to order a container at a time. A container is around 22 pallets of glass. So we weren't necessarily there yet. There would have been a whole lot of extra glass we just didn't need. So that's why I said, okay, we'll go ahead and pay that a little bit extra premium. But as time kind of went further, we started looking and said, oh, we're going to do some single barrels this year. We're going to be doing this other kind of project that we had just hinted to at the very beginning of the show. So our our projections went from, and I, I think 16 might have been a little bit. I think we were at 12. It went from 12 to 16 and then to 20. So all of a sudden I'm looking at it, I said, okay, well now we need a container. So let me go ahead and I'll just reach back out to that person from, uh, from New York. And I'll just say, Hey, we'll just take the whole container. If that's cool. Sure. You got it. Not a problem, but I have a little bit of bad news. That container has now been delayed till March. I go, okay, you know, that's okay. Like it's January. Now we figured this out. Like we'll, we'll have some time. Not a problem. We'll, we'll, we'll make the March date. Not a problem at all. So as we kind of go along, um, just, you know, we, we get into February and when February rolls around, I'm saying, oh, let me go ahead and just check in, see if we're still good on that container. And I get an email response back and goes, so we were just told that the container has now been pushed back to May. And that is when all of a sudden I had this sinking feeling coming over myself and going, oh crap, this is not good. Because if something is getting delayed five or six months, I just don't have a high degree of confidence like something like this is actually going to work out. So that is when I go into scramble mode. And as Ryan had hinted at earlier, he always goes, Kenny, what do you always say? It always works out. I said, I said, Ryan, it, I mean that when somebody else freaks out. When I freak out, I really mean it. So <laughs> I said, I, said I, I think we're going to be in some trouble here. So that is when a span of around two to three weeks of basically going through a, a deep Google search started. So our glasses is called Munea is what it was called. It's just a standard stock bottle that is created by another manufacturer out there. And so I just went deep in the Google engine, like just started searching and searching and searching and searching. And you start just, and I'm sitting there and I'm emailing like these craft brewers in Ohio and literally anybody that I can find that has these bottles and some of them have them and they're listed on their website because it's like, you know, anybody that's in craft brewing, they want to do something with it. And they're like $12 a bottle. These do these bottles are like a dollar fifty dollar ninety at best. 
and and I said, hey, do you have any glass? They're like, yeah, we've got like 60 bottles. I go, ah, we, <laughs> we, need, we need like 20,000. They're like, no, we can't help you out. And so I am literally like phoning everybody I know. One of our uh, our vendors did find around 10 pallets. Um, and this is back before when we needed uh, before this. And they ended up finding 10 pallets from uh, a very well-known brewery in Indiana called Three Floyds. And so we actually ended up getting uh, about 10 pallets from them. But anyway, uh, we still needed more pallets. So we're still at, we still need 20 pallets at this point. So anyway, I start going through and I'm still trying to dig around and figuring out like, what is it? What do we, can we need? What can we find? And I start and everything, you, as soon as you, <laughs> you start digging into the internet, you start finding yourself on Alibaba and AliExpress and you're seeing all these different Chinese vendors and you're like, what, what is all this sort of stuff? And I start digging around and, and I start looking and um, I'm sitting there looking through and if you Google, if you put anything on AliExpress and you say like, hey, can anybody make something for me? All of a sudden you're going to have like 92 replies going, yep, we can do that. We can do this. We can do that. But I ended up uh, getting in touch with one glass manufacturer over in China. And I said, hey, this looks like something that's on your website. Do you all make this? And it was very similar to what we had done, what we do now, except it had a different distillery's logo embossed on it or embossed, whatever it is, when it pushed out. And so it was, we, I kind of looked at it and I said, yeah, this is, this is kind of good. And all of a sudden they go, uh, yeah, this is the schematics from somebody else that we, we create for. And I looked at it and it's this, it's called Stillhead. Uh, it's this distillery out of British Columbia. So I'll go ahead and give them a shout out since they were very instrumental in helping us get to this point. And so I go and I go to their website. I go, holy crap, this is literally the bottle we need, but with their logo embossed on the top of it. So I message that particular distillery and I say, hey, uh, I was messaging this other company. Are you happy with them? Do they make your glass? Is everything okay? Blah, 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 blah. Because we're getting ready to potentially start working with them. And they, they reply back and they go, well, you always got to be careful with who you do business with in China because apparently IP gets just stolen like it's, you know, <laughs> like newspaper on the street or something. And he goes, because that's not who we work with. This is the company we work for or we work with right here. And here, I'll even do a personal introduction for you. So he he did a personal introduction. I go, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I said, by any chance, could you can we get a sample? Like, can you ship me one of your bottles so we can look at it? And he goes, absolutely. And so he went and got some empty bottles and he shipped them to us so we could actually see the quality uh, of what it was. And I remember the day it came in, I opened it up and I sent a message to Ryan. I go, nobody's going to know the difference. Like, this is this, like, this is amazing. And I should also rewind back a few steps. I think I'm, I'm, I'm past a few here. So when I, I heard about the container getting delayed till May, a few things that kind of triggered into my mind because I started calling around. I, I, like I said, I called a bunch of people and somebody goes, Oh, well, yeah, you're definitely not going to get it in May. I go, why is that? And they go, well, because this particular bottle is manufactured in Ukraine. I go, Oh, okay. Well now with Russia invading Ukraine, we can say that it's safe to say that this bottle is not going to happen. And the other idea is that I had talked to other manufacturers in America and I told them, I said, you know, we're also looking at going the Chinese route and, and figuring out if that's the way to go too. 
And everybody that I talk to in America, they're probably it's like a broken record. Oh, you don't want to go that route. It is, it's garbage. You're gonna show up. There's gonna be like fingers in the glass. Like you, you just you don't want to go there. And I'm like, you know, you get to the point you get scared and you're like, okay, well, maybe they're right. Maybe we do need to have it manufactured here and, and figure that out. And I started talking to a bunch of them and you start talking to different glass manufacturers all over the world and you start figuring out. And when you start going down this path as well, is that we can't do the same exact glass. We have to do something just a little bit different. You have to tweak it. And that means you have to get into the custom mold process. And so getting into custom molds, holy smokes, it is all over the place. So anyway, before I get to that point, we got in contact with this manufacturer in China. And he said, you know, I can make a custom mold for you. We can, you know, do it, whatever it is, whatever it wants to look like, so on and so forth. And I said, well, I don't know how far in the custom route we can go, but let's go ahead and explore to it. So we started looking at different options on the custom mold route. And on the the Chinese custom molds, I was like, this isn't too bad. Thousand, fifteen, three thousand dollars for a custom mold. And you can make as many type of glass bottles as you want out of it. Granted, that mold can be taken by absolutely anybody in China and somebody can go make different glasses out of it, but we get to design something as our for our own. And we said, that's a pretty cool idea. When I said the same exact thing to another American manufacturer, the molds started for a custom mold at $45,000. And I go, hmm, well, I think that's not going to happen right away, but maybe, maybe, maybe in the future. So we, we started talking to this other manufacturer in China and uh, over the weekend one time, I, we got the bottles, I sent them a message, I go, hey, love the quality, we just need to make a few adjustments just to make sure that we're not infringing on, on anything. And he goes, sure, not a problem, what do you think of this? I go, yeah, that looks great. And he goes, cool, well, send us the payment and we'll start producing them next week. And that's kind of where we're at right now is that, you know, it's really scary once you start going through here of saying, okay, well, now we have this bill for, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to a, a Chinese manufacturer that you can't go visit and go check it out. And you've gone by basically word of reputation from another distiller in British Columbia that you've never seen, except you just got their bottles in the mail and you got able to check their, check the quality. And, and you're kind of going on blind faith a little bit. And now, it's venturing into the next realm of actually doing everything from getting it from port to door, which we've never done before of actually importing an entire container's worth of goods from China to America. And so that's the, that's the next phase that we're kind of in right now and working with a few different companies to figure out exactly how those logistics works of how to get it from say Los Angeles from the port there on a rail car to Louisville onto a truck that can delivers to Bardstown. So Hope it gets to the port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have those decisions to make. Yeah. And and right now there's such a huge, I mean, anybody can go and look like COVID and the supply chain, like put a, a huge damper on everything. And there was a, a big delay of, of what was happening in the port to be able to make that happen. But not only that is the shipping costs have become astronomical to put it in perspective about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago at this time to ship a container from China to the U.S., was around four to six thousand uh, dollars. The quote I got was around eighteen to twenty thousand. So over a year and a half, it's it's jumped up quite significantly, and it's just going to have to be part of the cost that that goes into the the bottle. But fingers crossed that we are going to be able to talk here in a few months, and we're we're bottling, and we we made the right move and the right decision. 
So the glass shortage is real, Brian, if that's what you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a long-winded I mean, answer. It does bring up a couple of questions. So, you know, you were just talking about the timeline you originally had with the bottles. I mean, how close are you? And and if you were to move through in this particular direction, you know, is that what's that timeline out? Is it is it getting glass where you need it when you need it? Bye. Does that 10,000 from, from Three Floyds help kind of buy you some time in order to get through that kind of no no it no. doesn't um <laughs> so the the goal is that in uh, whenever this comes out uh, july time frame is when we'll be bottling both united bourbon united rye and potentially the next project as well as some single barrels and to do all that we need all that glass uh we need every last bit of it and we're not even have really much extra left over so the 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 i think we have around gosh i can't i have to go look at our our dry goods inventory but we would have enough to do maybe seven eighths of a run of united bourbon or of united rye we couldn't actually bottle the entire thing so we would have to even we would have to punt both of those particular bottlings if the container of the glass does not come in time but if fingers crossed it works out as it should then spreadsheet says we have 5,000 bottles left. 5,000? Okay. <laughs> maybe, yeah. okay. So maybe when I talked to Three Floyds, it was only two pallets. Maybe that's all I got out of them, not 10. So if I'm, that must be way off of my calculations. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if I only got two pallets or something like that out of it, we'll be sitting there. That'll cover the experimental project, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But we'll be hopefully having that container land in June. And that's after just a few weeks of scrambling. And we didn't really get to do the proper way to do this. I mean, like I said, we're going off of kind of like blind trust a little bit, knowing that we have talked to another distiller that uses this person and they have also encouraged other distillers. So there's multiple distillers that are using this particular outlet. Um, so we can at least say like, we're good from that comfortable perspective. But typically when you're making any changes to a mold or when you're creating your own custom mold, the way that you do it is you create what's called a, uh, like a trial mold. It's not really the full, dome, full, blown, full blown production mold. And then they ship that to you so you can see what it looks like and you can evaluate it, make adjustments. And by the way, shipping from China to the United States, that's a 30 to 45 day wait just to be able to get the glass, be able to look at it and go, nah, or say, yep, that looks good because- Even with a prime membership, it doesn't- uh... <laughs> that's uh, that's the way that you should typically go is is actually evaluating it looking at the you know the test mold before you go to a full full-blown production mold but we are moving to full-blown production mold <laughs> i'm blind trust a little bit just so we can make sure we hit our date my biggest concern was to make sure the corks fit like that was my biggest concern so as oh, long as sure. we didn't change as long as we didn't change the opening in the top then we're okay Forty thousand of those sitting around <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned the custom mold for a U.S. manufacturer was significantly higher cost. But I feel like I have to ask, you know, were there no pre-existing, and you? I feel like maybe on an episode you hit on this a little bit, were there no similar molds to what you were looking for that would not require a custom mold, you know, in, in U.S. glass manufacturer? And if so, you know, of options that could have been close or similar in the u.s market what is that what does that cost comparison look like you know per per bottle or something like that that you're looking that you're looking at 
I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually another thing that I forgot to mention in that timeline is so we were, as I, as I talked to all these glass manufacturers and also these middlemen that have access to different kinds of bottles, they were all under the impression they go, you should probably just change your glass. And I'm like, we just repackaged everything. We <laughs> just did all this new branding. I don't want to go and get a new bottle and have to figure all this out. Now, there is another bottle on the market. It's called Charlotte, and it looks pretty similar to ours, and it's an off-the-shelf product. When I was looking at that, the only difference is that the base is a little bit thinner. There's a few people on on bourbon shelves you can go and you can look at it. It looks similar to our bottle, but the base is just really thin. It just doesn't have that sort of upper-scale look that we like. But I said, the only way that we're going to get through this Band-Aid is we're going to have to buy this bottle and, and make it happen. So, of course, I go, anybody have this bottle? Yeah, we found it. Uh, there's, gosh, what? They said 20, I think there was, I said, a truckload at the manufacturing plant. And they're like, you can have it. I go, oh, perfect. We'll go ahead and take it. A few hours later, well, we see that it says it's in block status. We're going to figure out what that means. I go, oh, all right. I don't know what block status means, but that doesn't sound good. And sure enough, a few hours later, get another phone call and they go, well, unfortunately, they're going to hold that glass until they come back from shutdown. I go, what do you mean? Well, they just don't know what they're going to do with it. Typically, that particular kind of glass, it gets shipped with boxes. It's not in boxes right now. I go, I don't care. We don't need the boxes. I'll go buy the boxes from somebody else. We just need the glass. And they go, well, unfortunately, there's, there's nothing we can do until they come back from shutdown, which will probably be around April. And there's going to be another... And there's going to be another uh, shipment of that coming in from India in the next few months as well. And we can make sure you have that. And I go, that's, it's too much variable. I, I can't, I can't, I'll never be able to sleep comfortably at night knowing that I have to wait until April to figure out if we have an answer or not. That's when, again, going back into that whole timeline of just scurrying around for three weeks, trying to figure out like, what are our options? That was, that was another story that sort of came out of it. So, yeah. Um, and now when you, you had mentioned the difference between the process and cost of glass in the U.S. and China and stuff like that, I think it's just the what it is for manufacturing in China versus manufacturing in the U.S. Like it's just it's just cheaper in China and it's cheaper to have it manufactured there and pay the $20,000 in freight shipping costs than it is to just have it manufactured here. Um, that's, that's as simple as it goes. Uh, I, I can't really... Uh, talk about anything more than that i'm sure from people in the industry they say that glass made in france and in china ukraine is a better quality because of the type of sand they have there versus the type of sand we have in the u.s i don't know why but that's what they say mm -hmm. and that's just coming from other folks that use you know buy from overseas uh manufacturers as well yeah, we're not going to toss any names out there, but we definitely got to talk yeah, we, to Yeah, we went our Rolodex and <laughs> was was like, where do you get your glass that's not from the U.S.? And you come to find out that a lot are doing a lot in China, so it made us feel better about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot more than we actually anticipated. Because you always assume that glass is coming from Italy or it's coming from France. And then as soon as you get into this, you're like, oh, Ukraine, India, China, really? So it was one of those things that was a really eye-learning or eye-opening experience and really a learning experience for us. And now we're 
stretching our, our, our more muscles of trying to figure out how we get in the import business now too. You had mentioned there about, you know, a window of time frame. you need that glass in because of the projects that you're going to have bottling and back on, I don't want to say it's episode six or seven when we were talking about trends and whatnot, you know, we were mentioning that contract distillers have their time booked out for years, right? And I would assume that is for distilling as much as it is some of the procedures in place in order to do the bottling. So are you running into a timeline that if it comes to your turn, are you saying that that time of your bottling of product gets, is it able to get bumped or does it get passed over because the clock, the clock's got to run. People have time. It's been prepaid. Yeah. So that's actually yeah. in our contract at BBC is that if something happens, you'll forfeit something like that. Now, we have, we've also done, without kind of naming names as well, as we've helped out another distillery at BBC during a bottling crunch, and we moved up our bottling time so they could delay theirs a little bit. And I have been, it's... I, I was always for me transparent to a fault. So I'm telling BBC at Bardstown, I'm saying, Hey, this is what's happening. This is still our target date. I think we can still make our July bottling, but I want you to be aware that I'm going to keep you updated along the process here. If for some reason that one of these components don't make it in on time, uh, we'll have to reschedule our stuff. And, uh, unfortunately, like I said, when we were talking, the original idea is we thought we were going to be bottling in March. That was that was the original goal for United Bourbon. And when we said, hey, when can we bottle? And they scheduled us for July. I go, well, maybe we should ask earlier next time uh, to try to get us ourselves in the bottling uh, schedule there. So that's, uh, again, just us trying to learn and figure that whole process out. But it ends up working in our favor because we weren't going to have any of the components ready by then anyway. It's just you're at the mercy of so many moving parts you just don't realize. And it's like... <laughs> I'm not a control freak and nor is Kenny, but it's like, gosh, it's just, there's so much out of your control. You just can't even wrap your head around. And so it's uh, just a, another piece of failing forward. You know, always say we figure it out. It's just not, you know, some pe- people think, oh, you're sourcing whiskey, this and that. You just throw it in a bottle, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you don't know what goes into this, buddy. You know, it's like, there's so much, you know, Kenny going through, gosh, I don't know, 10 days of just grinding to find us a glass, you know, that's just, it's just a lot of work to make this happen. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, 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 uh, container shows up <laughs> at some port in us one day. <laughs> yep. I kind of want to fast forward life. Remember that movie click where Adam Sandler's in, he's just right. fast forwarding through life. Kind of want to fast forward at least until June and be like, we're going to be there yet. If not, okay, rewind. We got to figure something else out. Yeah, I remember I was, it was like a Sunday and I was at Quills actually. It was like, and Kenny's like, hey, we got to make a decision on this glass from China, you know, blah, blah, you know, sending me pictures and video of it being made. And I was like, I guess it looks good on a, you know, on a Sunday, but yeah, let's do it. You know, let's just make it happen. And that's just what it takes, you know? Yeah. Just small little things. It's, it's adding up, but it's just one of those things that we had never figured out. I thought this was going to happen. But I, I'm kind of glad it did because this has opened up my eyes in regards of how we can own a little bit more of the process on the back end. 
because for the longest time, I just, I had this idea, okay, well, we'll just go directly and buy containers off the manufacturer when we grow up a little bit and we can buy full containers worth. Perfect. Like we'll do that. We can cut out the middleman, save some money there. And now I'm looking at it and then I go, holy crap, we can go even a step further and, and own even more of the production process because we don't have to talk to some large manufacturer that services people from all around the globe. Like we just talked to people that are, he's literally on the glass line, sending me video of what it looks like and being able to have that direct communication. I feel that we're going to be in a better position suited a few years down the road of, of how we can own a little bit more of the process and the control from a timing perspective, because we can say, okay, this is what we need. Can we do it? Yes, no, so on and so forth. You don't have to worry about 10 layers of management and bureaucracy or anything like that. And also through this, we've also gotten contact with multiple other entities uh, based in China through the, doing this as well. And it also leaves the door open for what does Pursuit United look like in 23 or 24 or 25? Uh, now that we know that we can go crazy, we can make a custom mold that looks however the heck we want it to look. I think that is is kind of cool. It, it, you know, I, we were talking earlier and, and talking Dusty's at one point before we started recording this, and it kind of got my mind racing a little bit. If when you go back and you look at all the old Dusty's, like Old Forester and all these people and Bean, they used to make crazy glass decanters, and it's like we know we know what it costs to be able to do something like this. Like we could have a glass that looks totally cool, totally unique to us, and we can have it stand out from the shelf. But that's going to be for another day, another time. Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing you've realized is that if there were to be some problems or something goes south with whoever you are working with in China, you just get on Alibaba and you'll find someone who has your exact mold still available <laughs> yeah, for you. And you and you'll much. be out of your, you know, you're out of your problem. Yeah, it's uh there's there's no there's no shortage of people that's just said, "Yeah, sure, we'll make that for you" because so much IP gets stolen and it's just it's just hard to know if I'm going to wire $5,000 to somebody are they just going to run away with it? Are they going to deliver on what they what they promise? But I, I just don't definitely want to give a, another shout out to Brendan over at Stillhead in British Columbia because he definitely was instrumental in making this happen yep. and helping, helping, us, yeah, helping us kind of fast forward through a few steps and, and finding the, the manufacturer to get this rolling. Like I said, this was one that I wanted to talk about only because this truly consumed three weeks of my life. And I was probably bothering Ryan through text message and phone call every few hours. Oh, you aren't bothering me. Well, just giving updates and saying, all right, this is the latest. This is what's happening. We're screwed. We're not going to have glass. I think we have a lifeline. Oh, crap, we don't. So it's, I'm like, uh, I'm just trying to make blends. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all about the highs and lows and everything in between. That's what you get to learn about. So there's if, you know, it's a glass shortage this time. There's already talks of the grain and malt shortage. There's, there's always going to be something that, you're gonna have to worry about. And I think that's one of those things that I think I, Ryan, I might've said it to you. And I said, I, I hope one day we can run this like a well-oiled machine and we don't have to sit there and handhold everything. And it's just something that can, we like, we know the cyclical week, we, we know when to order, like we know all this other kind of stuff. And, and Ryan goes, Nope, I think this is just the way it's always going to be. <laughs> it's a pipe. It's a pipe dream. It's not uh I thought, I thought, Oh, if we just got, get it figured out you get to the scale everything will be and then you just realize it just creates 
new problems, new issues, and that's okay. It's uh, if everything was just easy, it would get boring. So uh, yeah, it's just part of challenging ourselves and finding a way to make it happen. That's uh, that's the pursuit, right? Well, guys, thanks again for your time tonight. Another one of those incredibly intriguing behind the scenes looks at what's going on, you know, in the industry from from behind the curtain. Guys, however you all found us, we're thankful that you did. Go ahead and subscribe to us on your streaming platform of choice if you haven't. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. And if you haven't followed us, find us on social media. We're at Pursuit Spirits on all of those social avenues. Again, however you found us, we're glad you're here as we get behind the scenes with Pursuit Spirits brand. If you have other questions or topics you all want to hear us talk about in upcoming episodes, mail us podcast at pursuitspirits.com. Until next time, everyone, thanks for tuning in.